What's up, people? What's up, people? I'm Lewis. I'm Denny. Welcome to NGA Podcast. Yeah, we're back. We are back. Uh, so just a, a little intro for today's episode. We talked about a lot of stuff. We did. Uh, we went into like the new Marvel movies. Yeah. Uh, MJ, Neverland. Yeah. We briefly touched on the terrible news of what happened in New Zealand. In New Zealand, yeah. And we, what else did we do? What else did we speak about? Yeah, Damn, man, we we talked a lot of shit. Um, oh, the Red Nose Day. Yeah, Red Nose Day. You'll find out my my controversial. Do you know what? I talked a lot of nonsense today. I think well, like no, I, I said some controversial shit. I stuff. I know the feedback you get from people that listen is Lewis says some stuff. He needs to watch out. He might end up in prison for the things he says. <laughs> uh, but yeah, speaking of which, those people, those you guys, if you if you're listening, uh, make sure you hit us up on social media. And that is at everything at NGA Podcast, the Facebook at NGA Podcast, Twitter at NGA Podcast, and uh, Instagram NGA Podcast. For those of you guys uh, that are already following on Instagram, you would have already seen that I've put up a little competition. Uh, all you all you need to do to be entered is follow us on any one of our platforms. So if you follow us on predominantly what we're actually looking for is is uh, instagram probably i'm just going to do it on that uh and what we're going to do next week uh when i see denny i'm going to get him to close his eyes scroll through the list of followers and pick one at random and that person will get a a nice little gift for easter uh an acquaintance of mine is a uh, aspiring chocolatier and has done a limited run of eight of these very high-end luxury eggs they are quite expensive, but it's basically a, a really nice uh, Easter egg with smaller eggs inside it. Um, so I've I've ordered and paid for out of my own hard work money to give you guys a little something, something to say Can't thank you that. for your support. Uh, so yeah, so go on to Instagram. It's N-G-A-P-O-D-C-A-S-T-S. You'll see the little emoji of me and Denny looking sexy as shit. Because let's be honest, in real life, we're losing our looks. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, hope you guys enjoyed today's episode. By all means, f- feel free to share it and uh, and hit us up as well on uh, on social media, especially on our Instagram story, because we do discuss some of the things we'll be going through. And we might just give you a shout out in the next episode. Good evening, Denny. Good evening, Lewis. How you doing, man? Not bad. A bit tired, but I'm good. I'm good. Nothing really to complain about. First world problems. I've got I've got bare stuff to complain oh, about, shit. man. Starting with you rolling in hour late. Ow, I was in an hour. <laughs> it it so might it was have like been. 58 minutes. I just adjust my mic so anyone's just picking up the interference. It's cold oh, as cool. hell in here as well. It is. It's cold. Yeah, as man. Ice. What's been going on? I haven't I haven't spoken to you. Um, yeah, it's been a while. Um, not too much, not too much. Working, the usual. Um, yeah. How was Drake? Living. Drake How was, was good. Drake, Drake was good. So I've actually, yeah, so Drake was really good. You know what? I'll tell you one thing. I didn't realise how many bangers he had. He mm-hmm. like, he, he performed for an hour and a half. He had to do medleys of some songs. And there were still songs that he didn't perform that I was disappointed at. Hmm. Um other thing which I love about Drake is he always supports UK artists and he, he brought out Dave and Fredo to do yes. um, Funky Friday yes and they smashed it as well that was good yes yeah, so that was good that was good um and then 
I saw I saw Captain Marvel. You son of a bitch. Yeah. Don't yeah. tell me nothing. Should, you should I, do a little I'm, spoiler. Nah. Spoiler. Shut up, man. I'm gonna go see it on Tuesday. <laughs> yeah, it's decent. Is it? Yeah, it's decent. Oh, that's yeah. right. I've I've heard I've heard good things. Although yeah. it was weird because there was a lot of um, there's a lot of stuff coming out like they didn't oh. want a female lead for it or something. Oh, with a backlash because she turned around and said, she turned around and said, I was speaking to my mate about this. She turned around and said something along the lines of, "There's too many." white male critics like middle-aged white male critics why are they um like there, there needs to be more diversity more diversity need more people of color need more women need, need more younger people and i get like so my mate was a bit funny and he was like oh i'm not gonna watch it i'm gonna go and pay for another film and then sneak in to watch it so what he was gonna see it but he was gonna pay for another film and then sneak in so, okay. so they the money doesn't money. go towards towards that <laughs> the numbers and stuff. But I was saying, I get that it almost seems like a bombardment at the moment, but it's just because it's like, when things, when you know when someone realizes something and you, you get that over adjustment, don't you? You get like, like- uh, I know what you mean, what's... like, do you remember those uh, those shoes, Heelys or whatever they were called? Yeah, yeah. It's like, they came out with these Heelys and then all of a sudden, every kid's rolling around the street like, and they just, like flood the market yeah, with it. Yeah, yeah. So, um, so, but then, so I get, I get why him as, well, he's not middle aged, but he's forty as a white male feels targeted. He feels like he hasn't been. He's middle aged, bro. <laughs> he hasn't had all this privilege and all of this kind of stuff. He's saying, you know, like personally on a personal level, right? Um, but I think that starts clouding people's judgment too much. I do get that, but. Because what I said to him, I said at the end of the day, though, apart from if you take it, if you isolate it from all this kind of um, rhetoric around oh, middle-aged white males are evil kind of thing that you know. Yeah. yeah. Um, if you actually take it for what it was, and this is what I was saying to him was like, okay, so the analogy I gave him was Jeremy Clarkson is by far the number one car reviewer in the UK he has the biggest voice when it comes to car reviews right a mini is not his BMW don't make minis for him they're not his target audience mm. yet he has the biggest voice on on like the review of on the that, review that of mini. it and the same when a Disney film comes out that is for kids a person who's reviewing it for a newspaper who may be, I don't know whether they are middle-aged white man, but uh, someone who's a lot older mm. reviewing it, giving their opinion on it, stopping, like having influence over it when actually you're not the target audience. You're not going to know what's relevant to a 12 year old who is the target audience. Yeah. Do you see what I mean? If you tell me something's not good or it's too cliche or it's, oh, it's been done a million times before a 12 year old isn't going to care if, if it's been done a million times before. There is that. So it had merit to it, but at the same time, I understand why he was a. Uh, yeah, also with, with movie reviews, mm. it's not this, like, to be fair, you can't really compare it to car reviews because if he goes, the boot space is, is really dismal, Yeah, it's probably going to have a small boot. Yeah. But if he goes, oh, the storyline's played out, mm. might be played out to him, this but is it's it. not played out to everyone else. This is it. So, so... And this, this is it. I mean, as an example, it's like, I can turn around like, Mary Poppins, the new Mary Poppins film is a prime example where someone like me, I'm older, I'm pushing 40 and um, I've seen the original, I was a big fan, 
see the latest one. It's nothing new. It's like it's almost the same. Um, they could have done this. They could have changed things up a bit more. I didn't think it was as, had as big an impact as the last one. I didn't even think that. I didn't even know the new one had come out. Well, th- there you go. And I'm giving all of my opinion, but ultimately, Disney ain't releasing it for a 38 year old. They're releasing it for how old I was when I saw that film. When I, let's say I was 10, they're releasing it for 10 year olds today. Yeah. Because try and put a 10 year old today in front of Mary Poppins, and it's going to look like some crappy, dated, old thing. And to be fair it's become the formula throughout mm. almost almost like our entire culture if you even your reference mini yeah yeah right they made minis yeah, 50 years yeah, ago man yeah, exactly. like they're yeah, just they're yeah. just bringing out a, yeah. a different version of the same thing now yeah, yeah it's true. if you look at uh other like obviously not as recent but transformers yeah the transformers came out in like mid 2000s or whatever yeah 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 and they've had a string of five six movies it's all based off an animated series yeah, back in the back 80s, 80s 90s yeah yeah so yeah. it's it's one of those things like we can complain about oh it's just ripping off old storylines mm. old plot same shit different day yeah but your mate still wanted to go and watch it yeah yeah <laughs> he's true. like I yeah, ain't giving yeah. him my money yeah, yeah, but I yeah. do still want to go and watch it yeah yeah so funnily enough with that apparently um, a mate of mine messaged me as well saying that Disney have bought X Men and stuff they bought the rights back no Sorry, not I'm that to end your sentence I no no Disney have rehired. James Gunn to direct. Is he the guy that made those weird jokes? Yeah. He's the guy who made the... Um, like, paedophile jokes. Paedophile jokes and all of that. And he was the director of Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So... Idiot. Yeah, so apparently Disney have rehired him. Now, in all fairness... It's funny though, they'll pay him, right? And then there'll be so much backlash, they'll have to let him go. So he'll just get paid for nothing. <laughs> right. So this is my thing with it. Disney were right to fire him. Okay. Totally correct, in my opinion. I think the problem they faced was in this, what is called cancel culture. Yeah. Where so many companies are reacting to the public outcry. Mm-hmm. It, I think it all got muddled. Like now, if you look at Disney, if Disney had done that 20 years ago, everyone would have been like, yeah, you've got to fire him. If you think of Disney's wholesome image that they betray yeah and then they've got someone like this who they've they've now found out has got this background i think rightfully so for their image it's like it's it it's not an odd thing for them to fire him yeah that doesn't seem at all bizarre okay i think they got so much backlash because it was it became another example of rather than people looking at it in this in isolation okay it became another example of oh because there's public outcry um disney are just jumping on the bandwagon and 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 can't you know um and just do because the public have said this now they're doing this um uh, jumping on the bandwagon this whole cancel culture thing all of this stuff he done it however many years ago so it seemed like disney were riding this whole super sensitive snowflakey i'm doing air quotes when i'm saying all this um uh you know hire and fire let the public kind of determine whether you're innocent or guilty before it really being looked into but i actually think that has happened loads of times but i think in their case they were right like you don't have a a a brand that is targeted at kids with a guy making jokes with a guy making jokes like that so what do you think about them now rehiring him i think it's the exact same thing i think they're now guilty of what they were accused of before which is now bowing down to public pressure because they've had such a backlash 
about him being fired. Even some of the own, the cast members have been um, complaining, and like he's had loads of support from other movie stars and things like that. Yeah, that Disney shouldn't have fired him. So I kind of feel like now they're actually really doing what they were being accused of before. Okay, I get you, I get you. For a second, I was lost. I was like, what the <laughs> hell, man? You smoked something before you came? No, I got you, I got you. That's why I was late. Okay. <laughs> but, all right. I mean, I don't... I don't know, man. There's a lot of... Like, there's people getting banned off Twitter. Twitter. Yeah, yeah. Twitter. Yeah. Uh, Instagram, Facebook, stuff like that. There's a lot of bannings, cancellations, people's voices getting muted. Yeah. But... It's weird though because people now feel as well like they've got the almost like the the right or the ability yeah. just to get people fired. Yeah. Like you have someone that's like publicly outspoken that uh, that works at a university, for example, in the states. Right. And yeah. next thing you know, the university is getting bombarded with emails saying you I'm need to fire about. this guy. And this that's exactly what I'm talking about. And the my thing is, if you're trying to stop people from talking publicly mm. you're trying to stop the public from finding out the content of that guy's character yeah, yeah. or that woman's character for yeah. that matter so if i'm talking to you and i start to get the vibe like you're a neo-nazi for example yeah i would quite like to to have that brought to the front of my attention when i'm speaking to you yeah and it's not going to happen if someone forces you to shut up right I'm just going to get along like, you're all right. Yeah, 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 you're safe, yeah. you're safe, you're safe. And the next thing I know, you know, you, you swastika tattoo on your sleeve I never saw before. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. it's, I think the best way to move forward is to just let bad ideas be exposed and let people express them rather than going, oh, you said something I didn't like. Yeah. I want to live in my protected bubble. Yeah. I mean, do you know, um, it's off, so off subject, but kind of linked, right? So... I was thinking about my my son. He's mm. he's not even two yet, but I was thinking like he watches these little YouTube videos of these like little bears and wolves and uh, or wolves sorry and lions and they're all very cuddly images and it's like nursery rhymes yeah. and stuff to go along with it. And it kind of like I see stuff on Facebook of people that go oh look at this poor bear he was trapped in this and all yeah. this happened and and I'm like. People don't spend enough time in nature and they spend far too much time watching the Disney version of what nature's yeah, like. Definitely, yeah. And they they kind of feel like it's all soft. They forget mm. where their food comes from. Yeah. So I was like, I want to take when he gets older, like I was taken hunting when I was a kid. And it wasn't like this thing where we'd go out and be like, Yeah, yeah, we're gonna kill some innocent animals now. It's gonna be fun, we're gonna torture them. Mm. It was nothing like that. It was, you know, we're gonna go out and get some food. This yeah, is dinner. Yeah. Right, it's going to take a long time. You're going to get tired. You're going to have to walk a lot. You have to shut the fuck up. Yeah. If you talk, I'm going to slap you. That's my, my dad. Yeah, yeah, He's yeah. like, you're very sharp, man. Don't yeah. scare off dinner. <laughs> um, and yeah, and then, you know, we'd, we'd shoot a rabbit or something or, or whatever and, you know, get cooked, get eaten. Yeah. And I would like to do that with my sons so that he doesn't have any, like, misunderstanding of what nature is actually like. Because you do see it, like there was an incident recently, this girl tried to take a selfie with a panther or something, and the panther obviously attacked her. That's just dumb. There's, do you know, they actually released some statistics last year about how many people have died. Taking, taking... selfies with wild animals. <laughs> yeah, these, these, I don't know, daredevil type selfies, it's just stupid. Yeah, a bit off topic, obviously, like digress a little bit, but it's, we... But... I don't know, I think it all kind of joins, like that whole thing with selfies people trying to take these extreme selfies mm. 
I think, and then you're posting it, I think so much of it, even if it's not at the forefront of their mind, oh, I want to do this for attention. I do think so much of it is they get feedback from it. It's a, it's almost like an unconscious feeling you yeah. get from you put this stuff out and then the feeling you get, oh, I've got X amount of likes. And that's, I feel like that's almost the same. When people are people are um, going, oh, cancel this person. Oh, it's almost the reaction it creates, the, the amount of people who join on, the amount of people who, who they sit, see agree with them. Yeah. Um, that's your signaling. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All of yeah. that and the sort of feeling and stuff it gives them as being, even whether it's community and that's a weird, in a weird, twisted kind of way. But it's, so, I personally don't think it's the healthiest thing. Yeah, it is kind of narcissistic. Mm, yeah, and the, that's the word. The worst, so this is obviously like recent news stuff. The worst example that I can think of narcissism is the recent tragedy that happened in New Zealand with this there's no other way to say it but it's fucking asshole terrorist guy white supremacist who went into a mosque and opened fire um the one you know generally i'm not i'm not for stuff getting cancelled and blocked off i'd rather people have obviously freedom to, to access information and stuff but facebook and twitter and that were um quite adamant on trying to take down the videos of what happened and and here's here's how the the narcissism bit plays in this guy i don't know if he had a gopro or something he he had a Mm -hmm. a point of view camera of what he was doing yeah i heard about that and so someone sent the clips to my wife who obviously she was like oh they're on my phone and i said obviously she knew we're going to be recording the podcast so she's like you might want to look at i don't know she knows like generally stuff like that because i've you know i've been hunting and stuff i've been around cut up animals Generally, violent stuff doesn't bother me that much. There was two video clips that were separate that got sent. The first one, and I can see why people might watch it and not feel as messed up or Mm. violated when they see it because it didn't, it was a bit grainy. You couldn't really make out what was happening. You could see he was like opening fire and people were dropping. Yeah. The second clip, it was. Uh, point of view and I'm getting a bit like even as I'm saying it yeah. I'm remembering seeing it on screen and I just I had to pause, pause it and turn it off after like three seconds the guy was standing in a room there was bodies piled up in the corner and he was just opening fire onto these bodies it's, uh, I, 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 yeah I, I don't think I could watch it it was messed up yeah and the, the thing is obviously you've got to be twisted in the head and Ultimately, all and I'm not saying like oh he was a white guy so he had mental health problems. Yeah. All terrorists have mental health problems. If you got in your head that for the cause of your religion you're going to go and shoot someone or kill someone, drive over and whatever. Yeah. It's not. It's not that Islam makes you do it. No good Muslim goes out and kills tons of people. Mm. That those people are messed up. The same way this guy who's gone into the mosque or the guy in Vegas last year that opened fire on the crowd of people at the yeah, concert, yeah. he's messed up in the head. We, we'll say terrorist, and I think the reason why we almost as a culture we feel like we need to say terrorist is because white people or Western culture has thrown that word at Muslims or, or Muslim terrorists yeah. or, or not even saying that, man. The right way to say it would be like terrorists who identify as being Muslim. Because yeah, you're not yeah, Muslim, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. So, but but British or American, whatever Western yeah. media has gone, these people are all terrorists. Yeah. That's where we fucked up to start with, because we shouldn't have called them terrorists. Yeah, yeah. They don't represent the religion that they're proclaiming to be attached to. Mm. The same way, like this this white guy that's gone in and shot up all these people, yeah. 
he he obviously done it for a, he had some twisted political views yeah and i've seen i don't know have, have did you see much of the news when this happened if if you yeah yeah i was following it a bit yeah what do you think man because i feel like i'm going off on a tangent <laughs> it was it was it was weird right so a few days or a couple of weeks before so this has just been a kind of topic of conversation among me and a couple of friends. And I don't know, I can't remember if you replied on my Facebook post. I put up something. So something in the Telegraph, they were talking about the IRA recent, the IRA sent five letter bombs to various places in the UK, mm. including a couple of airports. Um, I don't think any of them, you know, and then they call up, they take responsibility and they used certain code words and things. So the officials, the police and stuff then said, yeah, this was the IRA. So the Telegraph published this and not once did they use the word terrorist in this article. Um, so I remember growing up in the nineties um, when, you know, they were bombing London quite a lot um, and around the UK. Um, and I just thought that was odd. So I looked up stats and since, 2001 was the last, from my understanding, the last major bombing that the IRA done in this country. It was two months before 9-11. It's pretty much, I remember it being big on the news at the time. It was in mm. Ealing. Um, but not, 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 obviously 9-11 was a much bigger thing and then the yeah. whole focus, you know, war on terror and all that sort of stuff. Now, what my thing was, was since, since 2001 in the UK, to, to 2017, I think it was something like 128 people had been killed um, by um, Islamic terrorists. Okay. Or how did you put it? Uh, terrorists who identify as Muslims. That's the one, right. Um, whereas in the same period of time prior to that, there was something like 3,000 people killed within the UK by the, by the IRA. So I think the comment I put was... Um, so this is basically what I posted I put this is an interesting article the IRA have claimed responsibility for sending five letter bombs to various places in the UK not once has this, has this article used the term terrorist the difference in the way things are reported in the media has an impact on the way people are viewed in society and I think it's just it's, it's that type of thing it's like when you've got such a limited scope of when you've got such limited representation um, as within within a predominantly, well, traditionally Christian country mm. um, that's traditionally white, um, so people of darker skin aren't seeing that much of TV. And then the only, so we were talking about people from the Middle East um, and that, that region, and then the only image you do see of them on TV is calling them terrorists. That's what a lot of people are then, that's the impression people are gonna have. The difference with, with, with um, why it doesn't apply to white people, not even the fact that they're not calling them terrorists, mm. but because there's such a, a wide spectrum of representation. So yes, even if, if, if you turned around and said, oh, this white person over here is a terrorist, at the same time, you've also got a white prime minister who, who is a politician, you've also got a white banker, you've also got a, a white doctor, you've also got so much other, right. But does that not apply on every like, ethical background you could look at? 
No, because on TV, and this is this this and this oh, is you the mean problem. Like the way it's portrayed. Yes, okay, this, okay. this is what I'm saying. So when so when you're looking at, when you're looking because a lot of people like we live in Slough. You can go five miles one. That's very very multicultural. You can go five miles one way, and there's hardly any any other um, cultures. Do you see what I mean? Yeah, like just up the road from where I I live, mm. it's all white. This is what I'm saying. All white. So so their day to day exposure, they've got none, none. They don't come across anyone else no. in their day to day life. So the only time they see someone from the Middle East is them being portrayed as these bogeymen. Yeah. So that is in some way gonna feed into their perception. And that's what I was saying. So 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 with regards to white people, that won't happen. So even if you put someone like that on TV, they're when they as soon as they leave their house, their baker is a white person, their butcher is a white person. So they're not limited in their perception. And I think that's one of the things that I know within the black community it has been addressed to an extent more lately, but for years we've been talking about representation on TV mm. as to how people then sort of see us and, and, and think about us, you know, on a day to day. Like, I mean, mate, last year was the last time I was on the tube and some woman flipping grabbed her purse because I come and stood next to her. Oh dear. Do you see what I mean? It's even like, don't, in all fairness, the woman, she just seemed a bit loopy anyway, but, um, but still, like, that was, like, last year. You know? All right. So, although we are kind of digressing a little bit, but what do you think about, then, in situations where, for the sake of showing a more diverse spectrum of, of individuals from mm. certain backgrounds, yeah. they change certain storylines or whatever just, just to make sure that they get a woman or a black guy or Asian guy or whatever into that role, into that my, movie? My... Are you pro that or not really? So, this is my thing. And this is the same with when people are saying, oh, you know, there's this overabundance of feminism, there's this overabundance of LGBT um, representation, there's this overabundance of all of these things. Yeah. Same thing. It's that almost that sort of affirmative action type um, type behaviour. Yeah. Where, where what, what's another word? Like positive discrimination, all that, mm. that sort of... My thing is, when something's been done so badly... And then people realise you. What often happens is you then overcompensate to make amends. Yeah. And then and that's the, that's the period I feel we're in. So because L, the LGBT community have been treated so badly, because black people have been treated so badly, because it's all these different things, I think we're in a period of time. Don't get me wrong. There's still loads of issues. There's still like it's not. But in terms of having a voice, I think and you know like these a lot of the like the liberal what people say in old liberal media like YouTube and all these big companies. I think because of the age as well of the owners and founders of these people, yeah. they're more aware of this kind of stuff. So I think it's like an overcorrection. I think they're making, they're 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 um, they're they're giving. For example, when I, every time I go to America, you see um, you see some of the TV adverts, and it seems to be all these happy-go-lucky black families wanting to buy insurance or buying these new cars, and um, it, it clearly doesn't necessarily reflect the real world. I what just I see this is... look on your face like you're watching the advert going, they're not black people buying insurance. <laughs> yeah. Stupid. But but it's 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 one of those sort of things. So it's like it's like um because things have been so so bad, now people have kind of realised they almost feel there's a there's a guilt. So it's like, oh shit, what can we do to to make them feel better? Let's you yeah, know, yeah. not consciously saying, oh we're gonna give them loads, but just by action. It's like I want to be seen 
I want you to know I don't think like that, so I'm going to make sure you can visually see that. Does that not come across a little bit cheesy though, like pandering a little bit? It, I, to tell the truth, I think it is to an extent. Or is, I think it is, is to an like extent. Sort of, but you can get. I think, and it's not to say for me, it's not, it's not, it's not even about whether I can sod it, uh, take what I can get. I think it's a case of it happens. It's 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 almost part of human behaviour that we do that, and I don't think it will last. Okay. I think it, it it's open massive discussions, which are a good thing. And then eventually it will, it will get, we'll come to a place where we can say, um, yeah, that's, that's, uh, you know, this, this, these, this is the common ground. This, this makes more sense. This, this is how it should be. We went a bit too far there. We were totally wrong in other circumstances, uh, you know, in, in history and things like that. And then you just sort of get a balance. Fair enough. You know? Okay kind of digressed a little bit a mm. lot of it from obviously the the new zealand thing yeah because yeah. there's a lot of aspects of this I, I want to go through one of them was i saw a couple of things um people were like speaking out against the media like yeah. kind of leading on from what you're saying about they were angry that the media was saying that the guy opened fire on peaceful uh like peaceful muslims did you hear what the Turkish foreign minister said. I didn't. He, I heard he, he got in trouble. I don't I know, but he that. weren't beating around the bush. He blamed the media. Okay. He, he, he went as far, because you know people, you often hear it said nicely, like the media need to take more responsibility. Into he turned around and said, some of this lies with you. He basically <sighs> said, Get in there. Um, there's blood on your hands. Ooh. Basically, I'll try. I'll, I'll see yeah, if I can you, find you it. Have a look. I'll just say, yeah, yeah. So, so like one of the things people were saying, like you, sh you shouldn't be saying that they were, you know, just peaceful, uh, peaceful Muslims at prayer, or peaceful mosques or whatever. And they were like, you're you're just kind of highlighting that the rest of your rhetoric tends to be more towards they're not peaceful, you know, they're they're terrorists, they're this, they're that. Whereas. When I read it, I didn't get that vibe from it. I got the vibe like they were pointing out the innocence of the people that were being attacked to make it more abundantly clear the evil nature of the like perpetrator of the attack, if that makes sense. Yeah. So that was the f the first thing that I noticed. And then I was and as I was thinking about it, I was like, why is it when like something tragic has happened and yet we want to start bitching about the way it's reported? Yeah. Like, let's just take a moment and think about actually what has happened and how horrific it is and how we as a society of people need to need to, you know, sit down and assess how we're doing things. Because clearly it's not perfect. And don't get me wrong. We got, you know, pushing seven billion people on the planet. We're going to make mistakes and there's going to be a lot of mistakes. But mistakes like this where, you know, stuff is. I mean, this is like next level if you think we had uh the vegas shooting was like 50 something people got yeah. killed i think the number now is like 40 or 50 people confirmed dead from from this incident yeah and i don't know if it's um i don't know if it's going to get worse or going to get better because one of the things that that i'm worried about when i see stuff like this is that this guy planned it to the point where he's like i'm gonna live stream it i'm gonna post it up online so that everyone can see it almost like he wanted some level of celebrity out of it yeah and then 
you're going to get other assholes that have twisted minds that are racist, prejudiced, whatever, and they've got some stupid, you know, far gone right wing ideology, and they go, do you know what? I can do it even bigger, even better. Yeah. And then they're going, and I think one of the things, I know, don't get me wrong, in this instance, I don't think the media could really do anything because it was online and it went obviously it went viral stupid fast and then it's it's got to the point now where like like I say I saw it on my wife's phone from WhatsApp so once it's on WhatsApp you, you can't yeah. delete it off the internet yeah um, but obviously like the guy in Vegas he's all over the news his pictures on the news his yeah. name's on the news you've seen these this stuff everywhere and, and if you are of that mindset that you know you think that's a good thing you're going to go okay let me let me see if i can do something bigger something better and i think personally we should make a conscious decision to push the media to say when something like this happens we actually don't really need to know the guy's name yeah yeah you know yeah. they need like that guy shouldn't get any level of notoriety for it even if it's you know he's he's not famous he's infamous but he's infamous, infamous to the point where, you know, hundreds, probably hundreds of millions of people know who this guy is. Yeah. Which, like, I, I won't even use his name just because doesn't need to have a name. Like, and it gets, for me, I'm then, the, the next chain of thought is, if we've got people that commit crimes and you've worked with people in prison reform, stuff like that, yeah? Yeah. So the idea of prison is that you, you know, serve out some kind of punishment in order to reform your way of thinking so that you can then be rehabilitated into society. Yeah. yeah. There is no re rehabilitation for this guy. Yeah. So, okay. so what do we do with him? <sighs> are you are you pro capital punishment or against it? Do you want to know my argument for capital punishment? Give it to me, man. And it's so. It, it it's it's very um unemotional but my reaction is i don't agree with someone killed someone so they're bad so you kill them but you're not bad mm -hmm. yeah i think there's a i get the logic of why why cap, cap like off the capital punch but i think there's a twisted logic in there somewhere yeah like don't kill you're so bad because you killed now i'm going to kill you like you know, that's quite an easy one to, to, to listen to and think, mm, I get what you're saying. But at the same time, and this is what I mean where it becomes unemotional, if I know someone without a level of doubt has committed that crime and I'm going to keep them in prison for however many, like for the rest of their life, they're that much of a, a dickhead. This is basically my start and it, I know it's not necessarily the right one. I don't want to pay for that dude. I know this is... Why a... am I taxpayers' money going on him? Like, you may as... Like... It's... it's Like, well, it's like... It's like... It costs someone... It costs someone... It costs people... It, it, it costs more to keep someone in prison than to send someone to college. And it's not to say the government are going to straight, you know, funnel that money to yeah, a to child a... to go to college. Mm -hmm. But it's a massive waste of money if you're just going to keep the... Per if they're that sick that you're not going to release them... Um, and to just have people paying for them, yeah. In in a de facto way, the survivors, the families of those people, are yeah. paying for this person to have meals, to have things. So in that, it's just like safe yeah, and warm. to be yeah. 
So I just kind of think like, hmm. Do you know what? Even Get though rid. obviously this is an audio podcast, you guys can't see it, but right now I've got my hand up and giving Danny air high five because <laughs> I concur. Um, my only thing was, um, it's obviously do you want to make a martyr out of this guy? So mm. oh, he died for the cause. Mm. So I thought about it a little bit more. I thought, okay, if you if you gave this guy a lethal injection or you know a, a kind of quick humane death then one that's kind of probably more than he deserves Mm -hmm. based on his actions talking specifically about this individual and then two does that send the right message because a lot of people are prepared to die for that ideology i think i think i think the the the, what you just gave him the high five for i think if that wasn't i'm not saying bring that in for this person but i think if that was more a sort of standard a standard thing then he he wouldn't be a martyr because it wouldn't be unique to him. It'll just be like you're another yeah. super, you're another so, dickhead of the highest order. So <laughs> dickhead of the highest order, right? So I was thinking like if he goes, to, obviously he'll go to prison. And I was yeah. talking to someone about this last night. They're like, oh, but don't you think he'll he'll get attacked in prison? And I said most likely if you kill fifty people, they're going to keep you in solitary for the rest of your life because you can't really be trusted even around other inmates. Mm. But if I was in, let's say for example. I was in a high uh, maximum security prison, probably for murder, armed robbery, arson, something like that. Most likely I'm looking at the rest of my life or the better part of the rest of my life in prison anyway. And I saw that guy walking around. I'll probably kill him. And obviously I'm a little bit messed up (laughs) because I'll probably... But I would... Obviously we go go down that thing, an eye for an eye leaves uh, leaves the world blind, right? Yeah. First of all, that logic's wrong. It leaves the world with one person with one eye. (laughs) (laughs) But um, it's not an eye for an eye. That guy killed 50 people. You're killing him. That's one. So you're still away in the back. And I don't think him spending the rest of his life in prison will bring any solace to the families that have been affected by it. To be honest, I think him being dead wouldn't bring any solace to the the families that have been affected by this either. that's, That's what I meant in terms of it's, it's not even an emotional thing. It's like, oh, he done this and so now we're going to do it. It's just like, it's almost taken away from that and just economical, like... Yeah. It, do you know what I mean? As to why I was saying that. Yeah. But... But again, even if you do kill him, if it's a short, quick, humane death, it doesn't perturb people from doing it. So my suggestion, which is a twisted suggestion, is this. Out. You torture the guy. <laughs> I can't be laughing about it, man, because it's not funny. Okay, yeah, yeah. But it is my like I I ain't got a front. I had this idea, and I was like, do you know what? It might work. Obviously, I need to hash it out with people, run for prime minister, make it happen. But <laughs> if someone stages. if someone does something this messed up, mm-hmm. right? You got you got to say, okay. Maybe this won't deter people from doing it. Maybe it won't, but maybe it will. If you said, all right, if I'll. I'll I'll extend an invitation to the families of people that have been affected by it. If you want to come and watch us torture this guy, you can come and watch. Obviously, like, no one recording it. It's not going to go online or whatever. And then we're going to... After he's been tortured, he'll be killed. That sounds like... I swear there's an episode of uh, Black Mirror. Do you know what? I just started watching Black Mirror. Shout out. Someone someone put me into Black yeah. Mirror. I watched two episodes so yeah, far. Yeah, there's an episode that sounds like... It's a bit further in, I think. Okay. 
but it sounds something similar. Okay, I've only watched two episodes. I need to get back into it because yeah. I watched two and I was like, oh, this is my shit. Um, so yeah, obviously that is twisted logic. I'm not going to sit here and try and defend it if anyone goes, Lewis, you're, you're a dick. Like that, that's never going to work. He's it, open to discussion on this one. I'm more than open. To, I'm more than happy for someone to change my mind, but I, I don't think I'll be able to step away from... It's, it's an insult for that person to be allowed to live. I think. I think. But obviously I'm wrong about a lot of stuff. Yeah. I'll, I'll tell you the only, the only other thing I would say is I also, like, I do believe in consistency in law as well. Mm. Um, and that's the only other thing. So I feel like, you know, if they are going to change any laws, it has to be done proper due process and all of that. And, yeah. it, you know, they can't just ride again the emotion of, the public. The public. Yeah. Um, so then, all right, fuck that guy. All right, he's a prick. Of Obviously. the highest order. <laughs> yeah, of the highest order. Now, you've got a community of people, and the, my perception of uh, New Zealand, being that it's obviously linked quite closely with Australia. Okay. Is that they're generally a little bit racist. Okay. Um, in... Up until I think it was the 80s or the 90s, mm. Aborigines were considered flora and fauna. They weren't even considered like to be human beings under law in Australia, which is mad. I don't yeah. even think the term Aborigine is fair to them, actually. I think it's a bit of a... It's, it's like saying uh, Eskimos yeah, to, to yeah. Inuits or something. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I'll, I'll apologise if anyone gets offended by that. But um, And I know there's a UFC fighter that I follow, uh, Israel Adesanya, and he was from a wealthy Nigerian family and they moved to New Zealand so that he could get a better start in life and he, he was quite open that he faced a lot of racism growing up in New Zealand Okay. Um, and for him it was weird because it was a step down like in Nigeria they had maids and servants and stuff and, yeah. you know they, they were like higher class citizens and then when they moved to New Zealand they were kind of they weren't poor they were still well off but it kind of didn't make a, a difference to them so it's in the hmm I don't even know how to say it on one hand I'm like the the one hopeful glimmer of light that comes out of this dark event is that the community in that area will stand side by side with the people that have been affected by it and say do you know what we stand with you now like yeah. whatever bullshit's happened in the past we can't change it yeah but do you know what this ain't on like we're all human beings you can't you can't sit there and go oh you pray in this direction i pray in that direction yeah so fuck yeah but this is this is i think this is this is part of the problem as well like you know that 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 undercurrent of sort of racism or islamophobia that people like it it, it shouldn't take something like this for people to start sort of second guessing them like second you know thinking about what they're saying or what they're thinking or saying oh i'm going to stand in solidarity like why weren't who wh why weren't you standing with them like why yeah. wasn't there already um, i think i think the issue the issue with that is that we generally tend to pick teams like yeah. in, in everyday life even you know you support arsenal right i do there you go i i don't support anyone but if i had to support someone it'd be chelsea and there you go me and you would have a little conflict there yeah, yeah. so the one issue I've got is like, is it Islamophobic to criticise Islam? No, I don't think it is. 
is it anti-Semitic to, to criticise Judaism? Mm, I don't even think it is. I don't even know the term if you criticise Christianity. What do you call that? Anti-Jesus-matic. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, man. Let's, let's, let's hashtag that, see if we get a trade. <laughs> so, so, I don't think it's wrong to criticise religion, predominantly because all religions are in effect flawed like you can look up the the religious scriptures from any religion mm. and find some barbaric shit that really just doesn't apply in today's world yeah okay but obviously the the thing that people want to take from their religion is a sense of peace oneness with a higher power and all that that kind of stuff so the the issue we've got again in the like today's council culture is as soon as you criticize islam 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 you're being islamophobic yeah as soon as you criticize someone who's maybe trans i said you're transphobic mm. you're homophobic you're racist you're cisgendered white male privileged son of a bitch deserve to be castrated and yeah. crucified it's is not really acceptable in today's culture to criticize anyone or anything and that's a i think that's a big problem and this is this is what I'm noticing. So, with one of, uh, you know, not even one of, I've, I've heard this converse type of thing a, a couple of times, and I think this plays into a massive part of the problem. There's a lot of things that people don't understand, right? As a, a, a random white guy hasn't walked in my shoes, and I haven't walked in his shoes. I did borrow your shoes at one time, bruv. And fit? you've borrowed my shoes as yeah. well. <laughs> and so, I am a random white guy, these are. <laughs> no, right. So, so I get you. So, and I haven't walked in his shoes, mm. and it's almost like they like so. The, so the average white guy may not understand a lot of the issues that happen that you know in in the everyday minority's life, in the everyday female's life. And it's almost like now they're not allowed to say anything and it's happened so quickly. So it's frustrating and they will get attacked from every angle for saying the wrong things. They almost become a bit etchy of what they're going to say, a bit yeah. edgy of what they're, you know, whereas, and then I do, and then so I imagine things like this build up with people, build up, build up, build up. Have you seen the film Higher Learning? No. It's a great example. It's like one of the rare occasions you will see a film. And I'll yeah, yeah, yeah. It. It's a great example. So all it is, is this kid, he's from a, he goes to college. He's from a white suburb. Um, you know, he thinks he likes hip hop music. He approaches it the wrong way. He's never been, he hasn't been brought up around black people. So he just loves hip hop music. So he goes a bit OTT. Yeah, so he goes a bit OTT. He overcompensates. He, it's like, oh, it's, you know, it's like, nah, we're not cool. We're just, we're just, we just are. But he's so cool and he wants to fit in. And he's got a roommate who's cool with him. But when he's like trying to hang around, he's like, he's, get, he's kind of there like, telling him, get out of here and, you know, all yeah. So then he, 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 he's feeling really shitty. He gets groomed by these um, neo-Nazis. They take him in. They start, you know, feeding in that propaganda and stuff like oh look how they're treating you da, 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 you know you've come you know sort of thing um in the, in the in the end he ends up doing a shooting in the school like a mass shooting um 
You just spoiled that for anyone that wants to Oh shit, it, yeah, sorry. Well done. Rewind. <laughs> <laughs> Spoiler alert. <laughs> um, but it's a great film. It's got it's got Buster Rhymes. Yeah, and... Watch it anyway, people. Yeah, watch yeah, it anyway. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> shit goes down. Um, obviously, that's a very, very extreme version. But I do feel there is a lot of that where people are unable to or feel feel almost feel like they can't ask questions or they're so worried about asking questions or how the like the, the backlash they might get and i think what happens is because ultimately ultimately this is what i was say ultimately i don't think oh, i like anyone who's got a, an ounce of education if they're given an opportunity to sit down with someone and have a a civil conversation where they're allowed to ask questions and say, but I don't get this or, but what about this? Or what about when you do this and get, get it replied to, mm. they'll get it because yeah. it's not that complicated. It's only when you're not given that opportunity. So all, all that goes on in your head is, is just, it's things fester yeah. and you, 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 you never get answers to anything, but then you have something else that you have an issue with. And then that's just sitting on the last thing you didn't get an answer to. Mm. And it, you know, and I've got, I've got friends who I've, I've got, and I know not friend. Yeah. I've got friends and I know people who have grown up around black people and in their head, they are totally not racist. They have not a racist bone in their body. And I get why they think that, but now all of a sudden there's like, we're able to talk about things more. Like as, as a, as a black person, I feel a lot more comfortable talking about race issues okay. because we are going through a kind of liberal thing, you know, right now there's a lot more feminist stuff. There's a lot more LGBT conversations happening. There's a lot more conversations happening about race, um, Islamophobia, all, all that sort of stuff. So I feel a lot more confident. So now I might say something and their, their response is, well, um, it's almost like, I can I can see you trying not to say this specific example, not to drop the person. Yeah, there. yeah, yeah. You're yeah. a nice guy, Benny. You're a nice guy. <laughs> but it's it's like it's like they'll they'll it's all well to, to put it simply, it's like they won't get it. It's yeah. like I've grown up with Denny. He's never said that before. He's just he's just he's just jumping on this 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 new wave. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? But do you know what? When you start saying about as a black guy, white random white guy hasn't walked in my shoes. Yeah. What the thing that came into my mind was everyone like everyone's journey is different right yeah, yeah yeah and in fact we got you you kind of helped me out a little bit on facebook the other day yeah so little background into little thing uh someone shared a video on facebook it's like a three four second clip five police officers in a room with, with one muslim guy probably pakistani by the looks of the the video mm. and uh he's wearing a kurta like traditional dress just traditional pakistani uh clothing and there was five police officers. Two of them were holding the guy. One of them was holding his right arm. The other one was holding his left yeah. arm. The guy holding his left arm looked initially like he was hammer fisting the top of the guy's head. Yeah. And uh, and I, I shared it and I said, normally I Google the incident, whatever it is before I share something yeah, on yeah. Facebook out of fear that I'm sharing something that's whatever, like there, there was a background to it that I didn't yeah, see. Yeah. But I thought, Do you know what? Even in this small clip, you got five police officers, four four male, one female officer in a room yeah. with one guy. Mm. There's no one else in the room. There's no need for that. Yeah. If you are telling me that four guys and one woman can't overpower one man, mm. 
there's serious issue with police training. Yeah, they're, they're, they're not trained. And then if you're telling me that that's not the issue, okay. Like, as a martial artist, what dickhead hammer fists the top of someone's head? Yeah. It's a highly ineffective yeah. technique. Yeah. And then I, then I realised after you mentioned it, he's hitting the guy with a can of CS spray. Yeah. Which is obviously not how it's supposed to be used. So the guy <laughs> can't even read the instructions. Right? That's the issue as well. So here's the thing. I'm a white guy in my 30s. Mm. Another white guy in his 30s who happens to do the same job as me as well. So we're as close to cousins oh, wow. as we could be. Yeah. Like, I, like some of my mates when I was younger, they would, because I grew up around like very mixed yeah. uh, community. Like when I was t- talking to my, my black friends, if they were talking about a white guy, they'd say one of your cousins. Right. If they're talking about Asian, they'd be like, oh, one of his cousins, yeah, yeah, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's as close to one of my cousins as I can get. Yeah. Me and him should be on the same page. Yeah. He was like, nah you can't get what's going on here. There, there might be more to it than that. Yeah. You shouldn't judge. Yeah. And then it occurred to me while I was replying, he's not been in any confrontational situations with the police. Yeah. I've been in several. Yeah. I've been wrongfully arrested. I've been, uh, I've actually been, what's the, I've been unlawfully and wrongfully arrested. Yeah. I got invited down to the police station as a witness, sat in the police station for about 40 minutes waiting to come through to, to witness a crime that I'd already informed them I had no idea like what happened and they walked me through into a secure area and as soon as they shut the door behind me they pinned me up against the wall tried to handcuff me while I'm already locked in the room yeah. and then, got, and then uh, said they were going to press charges for assault on a police officer when I turned the, like the guy grabbed my wrist and yeah. I slipped out of it and pushed him against the wall just out of reflex yeah. I was like 15 um, I had another incident when I was walking my dog and this was like, again, like I grew up around hip hop culture or whatever. So I was wearing like baggy jeans with my boxes sticking out like, yeah. a, like a twat. Um, I was only like 17, but I was out walking my dog. And um, uh, this, this police van came bombing it around the corner and then slammed his brakes on. And as he passed me, I was like, damn, he's going fast. I wondered like, maybe they're going to raid someone's house. Yeah, yeah. I had a drug dealer living next door to me. Yeah. So I thought maybe they're going to go do a raid. And, uh, and then he slammed his brakes on jumped out of the car and started walking towards me really fast. And I was like, what are you doing? And he went, go on, say that again. And I was like, what? He was, go on, say it again. I was like, all right. And I stood there quiet. And he's like, now go on. I said, well, I didn't say anything in the first place. So yeah. I'm not going to say anything now. God, you called me a C-U-N-T. I was like, how did you even think that I said that? He goes, he goes, I know you said it. I said, you've got a big diesel engine right in front of you. You're bombing it around the corner high yeah. speed and your windows are up. And he's like, I saw your lips, you said it. And I was like, so you didn't hear me. You're saying you, you read my lips while you're driving at about 40 mile an hour yeah. in, a, in a built up residential area. And he was like, nah, nah, don't argue with me. I'll have you in handcuffs quickly. I was like, mate, you're in a rough neighborhood. I've got a big fucking dog and he's very well trained. I'll give you an example. And I went, sit. And my dog sat down. I went, speak. And my dog went, woof, woof, woof. And I went, imagine what happens if I vocalize the word K-I-L-L. <laughs> I was like you better get the fuck out of my face and and you know what the cop was like you can't threaten me da, 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 da. I was like I'm gonna take him off his leash man get the fuck away from me and he left me alone right so little little backstory yeah, fine so for me yeah, when I see the police acting like assholes yeah. I'm like they're people yeah. and if you get 100 people in the room you're gonna get a few assholes yeah, so if it. you get 100 coppers you're gonna get a few assholes yeah. yeah so 
when when I see someone go, nah, 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 you don't know. And even the guy was like, when was the last time you had X amount of police in your house? I was like, I won't say it in a public place, man, yeah. but I've had many police yeah. in my house before. And this is the thing. The problem with that is as well, and this is the same thing as well, like that, again, minorities have been going for so long and it's just dismissed. It's, I think he said, what was it? Something, there's no smoke without fire and all this yeah. sort of stuff. And it's like, mate, there's untold amounts of testimonies when police mistreat, mis, like abuse their power. Not even just testimonies, video evidence. Video evidence. And you still have people like that who, you know, for for some bizarre reason, are still saying things like, oh, there's no smoke without fire. Oh, I didn't see the rest of the video. And that's one of the things that really annoys me because it's like, cool. We don't know what happened before that. But what you can see is wrong, right? So call a spade a spade. Mm. Whether, whether, whether the guy done something really bad, then he done something really bad. He's a dick for doing that. But the police are still dicks yeah. for doing what they done. They don't get paid. It's not, they're not, it's not exclusive. Yeah. Yeah, like exactly. We, we pay them not to be, like, the, the, the best example, like, I know I couldn't be a policeman. I know I couldn't do it. Yeah. If I walked into a house where I saw domestic violence, mm. I'm going to slap that guy. Do you know why I, I honestly couldn't be a policeman? Go on. Because I don't think I could be around them. I've met, in, in my place, I've hardly oh, met actual policeman. I don't think I could be around that. Yeah. Institutionalized way of thinking. Do you know what? It's weird. The the main, like, I've, I've known a few policemen. Some of them safe. Yeah. But like, yeah. I can't say they're all assholes because they're yeah. not. But the ones that cause problems tend to be the ones that feel really emboldened with power. Yeah. And it's like, mate, you do what I tell you to do. Yeah, I'm a copper. Yeah, yeah. Otherwise, there's going to be problems. Yeah. And those kind of people, we really need them out of the police force. Yeah. yeah. But there are obviously there's there's good apples, there's bad apples. Yeah. Yeah. So even if you're, but I personally think like I couldn't walk into a house and see a woman sobbing, black eye, cut lip, yeah. and this guy going, no, 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 she fell over. Da da da. I'll yeah. be like, shut yeah. the fuck up, man. <laughs> Get in the back of the car. Yeah. And that's the problem. Yeah. Yeah. I will yeah. lose my job. Yeah. Yeah. But is and and for me, I'm like, it's not. I don't think it's wrong to slap a guy who hits his wife. Yeah. I don't think it's wrong. Yeah. Um, and that's why I couldn't do it. And it, it's a difficult job. They don't get paid enough. They don't get treated well. Fine. But and that's. Do you know what I think? I was. I have funny enough. I had this conversation with one the other day. I think it's the same with teachers as well. I think they need to pay them a hell of a lot more, but they also need to make the entry requirements a lot yeah. higher. And I think it needs to be a case of you get a maintained like performance review throughout yeah, your yeah, career. Yeah, it can't be like, oh, yeah. you're in, you're in. Yeah. It's like, um, that's I, the problem. That's, that's the problem. Yeah. It I actually trained a guy uh, to get into the police force. He was, he was overweight and he wanted to train. So I trained mm. him so that he could meet the, the body weight requirement yeah. or whatever it was. And three months after he was in, he was back to the same weight he was before I started training him. This is what I'm talking about. There's so, there's, 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 there's that. My, one of my biggest things with, 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 with the police has always been and I totally understand it but it's a problem it's not my job to try and think out think about how to try and solve it is when I see bad shit ha when 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 bad stuff does happen rarely do I see another policeman condemn him condemn him yeah that's my biggest problem and I think that's why it's so easy and almost I don't want to say it but justifiably to tarnish them with the same brush because it doesn't happen I've I've, I've been in, I've I've seen it happen I've seen who I'm chatting to a policeman and he's pretty sound and then 
another policeman, like let's say there's three, four of them, and I'm trying to be civil and explain, even to two of them, another policeman is acting totally irrational. I'm going, right, I'm going to, this is a real situation. I've gone, right, look, it's obviously thing. I'm going to take my friend away. If you think, then it, you know, it just stops the situation straight away. And then it's literally straight away, no. And then he started getting funny with me. And literally just like that, so I've, I've literally just gone, okay, backed off. And I've just gone and gone, like taken my mate away. Yeah. Like, and then, you know, and even then, the policeman was still antagonizing him. Yeah. And it was literally like, there's, I don't believe all five of you are dickheads, but one of you is being a dickhead. And the other four. And the other four aren't doing nothing about it. Mm. You Like, stop him. Yeah. You know? And I've never ever seen that happen. I've seen the, I've seen I've seen groups of policemen and one acting like a dickhead several times, and I've never seen the rest. I'm lying. I'm lying. I've seen it happen once, but it was ineffective. Right. I've seen it happen once, and I had to step in because it was ineffective. The the policeman being a dickhead deliberately started going after someone who was walking away, has serious mental health problems. Um, okay. someone local to Slough who asks for money regularly and oh, used yeah, to used to anyway yeah. deliberately antagonising him um, and that that conversation started because they saw me chatting with him and they came up interfered with my conversation now this guy's like really skinny you've known him for years I've known him for years he's 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 like about five six inches shorter than me gold tooth yeah <laughs> and <laughs> y'all um, know who it is if you live around Slough <laughs> and um and the, the, it was two policewomen came up, asking me if I'm okay, asked me what he's saying to me. And my first reaction was like, it's cool. I know him, it's not an issue. He then got a bit more annoyed. Yeah. Um, and was saying, leave me alone. Like I know him, I'm not doing nothing. Um, that's that. He's walked off. He's literally walked off in the mood. Yeah. So I'm standing there. The two policemen are talking to each other. One saying, oh, no, I'm not having that. Watch what I'm going to do. I'm going to get him arrested. Then oh, started God. started um, walking up. The other lady turned around. They were both on bikes. The other, the other lady turned around and said, oh, look, it's not worth it. Leave him, leave him. And she kind of was like, no, no, I'm not having him talk to me like that. Now, I was standing there while they were saying this. And as they started going towards him, I then ran across the road. And this was literally by, by Slough Library. I then ran across the road and said he was talking to me. I've heard everything he said. I repeated some of the sentence back to him. And I said, I'm going to, like, if anything, I'm now going to watch him. I'm not, I don't want, I'm, you know, I'm not walking with him necessarily down the road, but I'm, I'm going to watch him. And if you lot aren't going, I'm just going to report it. Anything further that happens here, I'm going to be a witness for him. So I'm basically hanging around until I see you going your way and him going his way. And then they started telling me he's got a history of this. He's got a history of that. And I, was, I just said, cool. But right now, you are antagonising him. Right now, his history has nothing to do with anything. He's someone who was talking to me, which you come and started bothering him about, and now he's walking away. You're pursuing him off the basis mm. of what? Yeah. Um, and then, obviously, they went their way, um, and I just hanged around for a bit. Do you think that other guy come and said thank you to me for my effort? <laughs> Hell no. <laughs> no, joke. But, um, but, yeah, again, it was just another example, you know? Mm. As I said, the lady, the other police officer did try to thing, but very ineffectively. And it, it wasn't, you know, by the time she got over there, she was more trying to, trying to back her up yeah. sort of thing. And I've, for me, I've just seen it too much. I know all policemen aren't, aren't, aren't dicks. Um, but for me, that's, that's my biggest issue with them. Yeah. That's my biggest issue. Yeah. To be honest, I've had, I've had probably pushing a hundred encounters with police. Wow. Especially um, uh, when I used to run pubs. 
Yeah. So I'd, I've, I used to go to some rough areas, run some like nightmare pubs and stuff. And oftentimes word would get out like there's a, cause I was a very young manager. Yeah. So I'd go in as like a temp manager for a pub and you get the last manager who banned everyone, barred everyone from the pub. You'd get someone go in and they'd go, oh, they'd call up their mate and go, oh mate, do you want to come down? They go, oh, I can't come down, I'm barred in They go, don't worry, they've got a new manager. Right. And then it gets out and then you've got all the dickheads that got barred from before. They're all back. And then it starts again and then you have to call the police and get all these people dealt with. And there's so many times, like I've, I've had instances where I had a, I've still got a scar actually from where a bottle got broke over my head while I was breaking up a fight. And uh, I managed to get the two guys that were fighting outside of the pub because it was a family pub yeah. and it was on like a quiz night. So you had loads of families in there. We got them out just into the car park and these guys were still beating the crap out of each other. And the police turned up and there was two police officers and the guys were quite big mm. and they were still fighting. Like this was like four or five minutes later. Yeah. They'd like taken a break and then gone back to it and then taken a break and gone back to it. Yeah. No one fights for five minutes straight unless yeah, you're a bloody yeah. professional fighter. And, uh, and they're, they were literally like rolling around in the car park on the floor, punching each other. And the cops were like, sorry, we can't do nothing about it. I was like, what do you mean? Because, well, there's only two of us. One of them was a woman. She goes, we, we don't have the resources like, to, to deal with this and they're not a threat to anyone else. So we're just going to have to leave it. And I was like, I will help you get them in the back of the van. Like, I'll help you cuff them. It's fine. Yeah. And they were like, no, nah, you can't get involved. And they just they just left. And then hour and a half later, there was a, a brick thrown through the window by one of them. Fucking so it. it just goes to show that yeah. highly ineffective. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's, it's, it's weird because again, like they don't, they don't get the credit that they deserve when mm. they do a good job. Yeah. And, you know, generally they're, they're not liked by the public. Like, I don't know about you. Mm. You must get it, right? You drive in, yeah. police car comes behind you and you're like, shit. Yeah, yeah. Shit, 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 shit. Yeah. What am I going to do? What am I going to do? Am I right? I get it. Yeah. All the time. I'm yeah. like, I'm a white guy, right? So yeah. I don't have to worry as much. Yeah. Because I know I'm going to get pulled over less than an average black guy anyway. Yeah. But... I've been pulled over a few times. Normally it goes fine. Mm. But every time a police car comes behind me, I'm like, what's going to happen here? What's going to happen here? And you expect, and that's the thing. I think it depends on where you're brought up as well. Because the area we're from, Mm. being around the people who've been around, whatever, you expect it to go bad. Because you know that the police encounter arseholes day in, day out. Whereas... If you live in somewhere like, I don't know, Chichester, I'm just saying because it, it sounds posh, <laughs> it might be a dump. <laughs> but I'm guessing by the sounds of the, the, the place, I'm guessing when people get pulled over, like, evening officer, Yeah. everything okay? Sorry, what, what was I doing that caused you to you know, get your attention drawn? So I don't know. But yeah, yeah there's, it's messed up. There's a lot of dodgy cops out I, there. I definitely, I do definitely think there's, I do definitely think there's, um, you know, it's a hard job. It's not. It's not highly rewarded, but as I said, I, I think they need to get much higher pay, but there needs to be a much higher entry requirement as well, um, and continuous monitoring. And continuous monitoring. Yeah. Um, I saying that though. Saying that. Whenever I go abroad, I always wish for our like. I do think our police are so much better than most other. Um, the oh, police don't have guns, in it? So you're not worried about them. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know, mate. I just no, dash I, you and run. <laughs> I think I think it's just I think it's just our our culture. I think even with our NHS, like where we are quite like 
when people come over here, we don't we don't want to check their ID first. We don't want to check that they've got the right, you know, like the police will, even if it's like someone over here on holiday, um, they're still going to treat it like they would treat us. Whereas I've noticed you go to some holiday destination and if, as soon as they know you're English, they're just like, oh, it's another English. Yeah. But maybe other other countries don't really have that reputation when they come over here. <laughs> maybe. So it could be. It could when we go over there, booze Britain and all that. Yeah. But again, it's it's about like the perception that people get of, you know, who you are based on where you're from, yeah, based on yeah, what your religion yeah, is. Yeah, there's yeah. a lot of stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. But um but yeah, I suppose uh to be honest, and if, if anyone little thing if anyone's listening and you are or you know someone who is uh, ideally like someone who's Muslim background who's quite well educated on mm. Islam um, I've, I've asked a few of my friends um, who are quite well well versed on you know the, the teaching of Islam and generally the the, the, the the response that I get is that they don't really want to come on in case they misquote anything or, or say anything wrong so a little little invitation if someone wants to come on if you say something during the podcast and you, you think, you know, oh, maybe I shouldn't have said that, you want us to edit it, we normally don't edit, but, you know, just, just for the sake of trying to get a, a broader perspective from someone that actually lives in that environment, that'd be cool. Yeah, yeah. Because um, I've even, like, chatted to people in my, like, wider family and stuff who are, who are Muslim, mm-hmm. and they're, they're like, yeah, I'll talk to you about it, but not, not if it's getting recorded. I was like, okay. oh, fair enough. Yeah, yeah. Um, but, yeah, so... We'll, We'll probably come back to, to that at a later date. But one other thing that I wanted to to go through, I don't know if you've seen it. Did you watch Leaving Neverland? I've seen some of it. Now I started watching it basically. Did, did you see what I put on Facebook? No. So so my missus casually called Michael Jackson oh, paedophile. Right? Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah and that. and I was a massive MJ fan. You seen me dance then? You you know <laughs> you know yeah, I've got yeah, a little yeah, bit yeah, MJ yeah. inspiration in there sometimes. Yeah. So when she does, I'm like woman you can leave my house you need to shut the hell up about Michael Jackson <laughs> and uh, and it's weird because she watched the documentary and she's like I don't believe them guys and it's it's kind of conflicting to, to think about it because on the one hand if they were abused then you don't really want to be calling these guys liars because yeah. you're not in, you're not doing anything to help victims step forward when they're going to get accused of being liars yeah and a lot of uh, Michael Jackson fans, mm. I don't know if you know, but they've done some crowdfunding thing and got an advert put on the side of I buses did, in yeah, London yeah. to say, uh, what was it? Uh, facts don't lie, people do. Yeah. And that's Apparently that that's getting taken down now. There was uh, enough complaints about it that it's going to get taken down. But I think, it's, going back to that thing, there's no smoke without fire. Yeah. As much as I'm a huge Michael Jackson fan, you can't take all of these accusations and say nothing at all happened. Something must have happened. That's the thing. It wasn't just these two. Um, there were other accounts, but yeah, from... unfortunately, even when I was watching it, like they were like, yeah, yeah, he'd be on the phone to us for like two or three hours a day yeah. while he was on tour. And I'm like, I'm not massive in the music industry. Like, I've, yeah. I don't know what goes on, yeah. but I'm pretty sure if you're a touring recording artist as big as Michael Jackson is yeah. I don't think you get two or three hours in a day while you're on tour to be on the phone call, phone to someone I see so, what you mean my, I'll tell you what my thing was it. the more and more I've looked into it and said excuse me I don't want to be too um, too opinionated on it because I haven't watched it all but what I have looked into 
Um, and my initial reactions, I was hearing everyone, you know, I think I saw a quote saying, everyone who sees it believes, believes, basically. And I started seeing loads of people saying, nah, nah, after they have watched it. And that was sort of close to, you know, the big statements on, from, from the press statements and things that were saying, everyone who sees it believes. And then when I'm just seeing other commentary, whether it's podcasts listened to, whether it's people I've seen what, who I know have watched it, they've been saying, nah. So this was my thing. As I've sort of been looking into it, obviously this, you know, one of my friends was saying, oh, he went on the stand before. Um, he's a liar. Um, he, he, he was already under oath. And my argument, you know, and this is, again, being imp trying to be impartial. It's like, so was he a liar then or now? If he's a liar, then why can't he be lying that Michael Jackson when he was on when he was on the stand? In which case, it means Michael Jackson did do something. Mm. But as I started thinking about it, and I don't know too much more as, about the safe chuck guy. Yeah. But it, what my thing was, it was the age that he, he testified. He was in his 20s, right? Yeah. And this is where, for me, the safe chuck guy done himself a disservice aligning himself in this thing being seen side by side with wade yeah because whether he's lying or not and i'm not here to say he it happened or it didn't my thing is almost if it <sighs> leaving that aside if i'm to believe you now not leaving it aside, sorry. If I'm to believe what you're saying now and you were abused by Michael Jackson, as an adult, you lied for him knowing that may then leave other children vulnerable. Mm. And that's, that's what got me. So it's not to say whether you, it's that action in itself, says to me, That, that, that's the action I've got a, the biggest issue with. It's not to whether you're lying or whether you're not. It's, if I'm to believe you now. You're willing to let that guy go. Yeah, if I'm to, yeah, if I'm to believe you now, you potentially put loads of kids in danger. And I get the whole, I get the whole victim, he was in love with him and all, you know, that, that, that kind of stuff. But if we remember at the time, he was someone who had been manipulated. He had someone who had been lied, who we didn't know yeah. had been um, uh, uh, abused. If we put that situation on anyone else and we found out that they were covering up, so we just found out he lied on the oath, forget what's happened. Yeah. What would we think of them as an adult? And then they came and said, tried to, you know, use his excuse. Oh, but I was in love, I was manipulated, I was this, I was this. Like you, you, your first thing would be, but you then put other children under, uh, like in serious jeopardy. You then left, almost assisted him in being able to abuse other people. And that's, that's the bit that I'm really, really uncomfortable with. So it's not to say whether he did or not, it's his actions back then. If I'm to believe what he's saying now, I, like, I, I find hard, hard to forgive. But I am holding a bit of judgment because I haven't seen all of it. To be honest, he seemed more believable yeah. than Wade. No, 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 Wade I'm talking about. Wade I'm talking about. Yeah, so Wade, Wade, 
Wade Robson, his name? I can't he's remember. the dancer, the choreographer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he 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 testified. Yes, but what that. I mean is yeah. when I when when I was watching it, yeah. Just I was I was okay. I'll clarify, right? Right. I watched it in the wake of what had happened with R. Kelly. Yeah. Thinking, I need to dissolve myself of being a fan of Michael Jackson and watch this. Yeah. With with open eyes and said, you know what? Let's let's see what went down. Yeah. And with that, I was watching it and I thought, Wade's lying. Right. Sa- the the safe chuck guy, I was like, you know what? There might be something there. Yeah. Yeah. I still wasn't hundred percent. Yeah. But I was a lot closer. Yeah. The issues with, because I was an MJ fan as well, right? Yeah. So I knew about um, uh, I knew about how tight Wade was with Michael Jackson, not just as a kid. But then when he was older as well, and then how, because uh, you know, um, uh, Justin Timberlake, Britney Spears, yeah, they used to, they were obviously dating. Do you know yeah. why they broke up? Uh, Cry Me River, is that that song? Yeah, but yeah. do you know why they actually broke up? Wade uh, slept with Britney. Yeah, I've heard about that recently, yeah. Oh, yeah. that's his Cry Me River song. Yeah. He's the guy, yeah, yeah, that's right, yeah. So he's the guy that slept with Britney Spears. Mm. The reason he got that job choreograph- doing the choreography for NSYNC mm. and for Britney was because of his association for Michael Jackson. And even when you watch the documentary, his mum was like, when I found out Michael had died, and bearing in mind this was after Wade had told her yeah. he's an evil guy. Yeah. I don't want to speak to him anymore. She said she curled herself up in one of his old jackets and cried for a week. And I'm like, hmm... It makes it very hard for for me. Just, I'm saying I'm open to it. Yeah, yeah. But I'm not going to be like, oh, whatever they're saying is gospel. Yeah. You you got you got you know try and take a balanced approach. Yeah. So I after the time by the time the the documentary was done, I was like, do you know what? I don't know. I don't know if anything that they said is true. Yeah. But I'm pretty sure he must have done something that's not right with those kids. Yeah. I think I definitely, again, just from other commentary I've heard, there definitely seems like some serious mental... To to put uh, it into context, a, a, a little known thing that happened with MJ when he was a kid. Yeah. He did say, I think he only mentioned it once in a document, in an interview. When he was touring with the Jackson 5s, mm. his dad put them in one hotel room. I think I mentioned it when we were talking to Pally okay. the other week. Yeah. His brothers were having sex with groupies in the same bed as him when he was six years old. Right. So he was a kid in bed while adults in his eyes, his 16, 17, 15 year old brothers were having sex in the bed next to him, which kind of, that's not a good start for any child to have. I'm not going to say that that would excuse him or absolve him from any responsibility for his actions when he was older. Yeah. But, and then you've got the other issue like Macaulay Culkin, who was obviously left alone with him loads as a, um, stood up for him in court at his last trial. Yeah. Um, there's there's other uh, celebrities. I think I mentioned someone else as well previously that, yeah. that that stood up and said actually he didn't do anything with me either. Yeah. But then that doesn't mean that he didn't do anything with these other kids. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Yeah. So it's one of those things like there needs to be some element of evidence. With yeah. R. Kelly, there was a video tape yeah, yeah, that quite yeah. clearly shows him. Yeah. Obviously you're probably not going to get a videotape. And the, the issue is when the FBI raided Neverland, which was obviously completely unexpected, 
you would have thought they would have found some evidence. And the other issue that I've got is that they've got people like a woman that was his cleaner for three years coming out making these statements. You're his cleaner for three years, 25 years ago, and now you're coming out saying this stuff. And this is... this. Why is, are you doing that? You this, should have said something then. This is what I'm saying. This goes back to what we're... Um, again, and the R. Kelly yeah. thing. The people who are around it, who are enabling it. And for me, I understand Wade is potentially a victim, but if you're 20-something and you go and lie um, in, court. in court saying this person doesn't do these actions, you're putting other kids in danger. So to me, you're enabling. I totally understand, well, not not to say I totally understand, but I get there's elements of, you know, when someone's gone through that, the mental scars and, and that kind of- and stuff, and, yeah. yeah. But there's, for me, there's still, there's still like, it's one of those things, it's like, you know, the, the main, there's a murder, the person who carried it out and was the ringleader gets life and the person who was manipulated and dragged along gets four years. Mm. You're not gonna, you're, you haven't got as much blame as the as the main perpetrator because there's other aspects to it. There's, there's, there is brainwashing, there's other things, but you're not, you're not, you're not, you, you, you can't walk away with a guilty conscience. And to me, if you're 20 something year old, and you know someone has done things that at that age you know you you kind of have a better understanding of what's acceptable and what's not um and you you lie for someone to me that he ran the risk of putting other kids in danger yeah and that Without me having finished it all yet, that's the bit at the moment that I'm, it's not to say, for me, that's the biggest revelation from it so far. Mm. That's the only, that's the only, do you know what the, and that, that's, if I, that's me believing him. Yeah. That's what I've taken away. So if, if I, if, if, if I'm saying, right, from what I've seen so far, like I've got, I haven't, I, I, I haven't, I wasn't a big enough fan of Michael Jackson before to have followed him in depth. So my thing is, this guy's saying this, so far, I have no reason to disbelieve him. Yeah. So believing you, that still tells me though, you have, you've done wrong. Like you shouldn't have, at the age, in, at, in his twenties, mm. like I struggle with that. And he'd not been in proximity with MJ for a couple of years at that point. So like when they said, oh, I was brainwashed, I could understand if you were, closer to him at that yeah, time yeah. Like, and he was manipulating you yeah. you saying oh I hadn't seen or heard from him in a while yeah. and then all of a sudden he calls me up asked me to be a witness for him mm. and I'm like oh I don't know but ultimately yeah. I still felt like I cared for him and I still loved him and whatever yeah. it was he and that's the thing as well Wade came out with some quite graphic stuff that he, that he talked quite openly about Safechuck didn't really say as much I don't know, man. Is you know what? my my biggest take from it was there has to be some nominations for the worst parent in in the world getting thrown at these people because yeah. they were talking about it like yeah. yeah I had some suspicions. MJ came and said to me he wanted to take Wade around the world for like two years on tour with him, and when I said no, he got really upset and said I always get my way. I always get what I want. And he I said that like, about a kid. 
yeah. that's what this mum's saying yeah and she was like i said no wow. michael you know he's my son he's he's gonna stay with me i'll share him with you but he is my son and then uh apparently mj then said something like all right but i'm gonna need to prepare him so for the next three weeks he's gonna stay with me or something and i'm like i don't care if you're the pope well especially now nah, allow that pope's obviously from the wrong organization <laughs> i don't care if you're cristiano ronaldo mm. Lionel messi and you come up and you say listen man your kid your boy he's got potential you know i've chatted to the people at barcelona or whatever you know they're, they're on it they want to get him signed up i've got to take him over to a football camp you know i'm, I'm you know mm. he's going to come with me i'll be like uh nah it's cool man you know I've, i know you've got a private jet and everything we'll go easy jet i'll get him there yeah. i'll stay with him 100 percent of the time that's my fucking son yeah are you smoking crack get away from me yeah right no one is going to take your kid they were like yeah first we were in the room next to him and then we're in the room down the hall from him and then we're in the room downstairs and all the while their son was in the same room with mj who what sane person i'll get mad as a parent thinking about it's, it it's I'm you're gonna you're gonna let someone yeah be alone with your kids like that yeah so even with like so i work with kids mm. i've got kids that are like five six years old obviously kids are, they're innocent they ain't got a clue what they're yeah, doing yeah they'll come and they'll try and jump on me and hug me and stuff and for me i'm like as much as i know there's nothing I can't let you do that. Yeah, yeah. I'm your coach. Yeah. Right? I'm here I'm here to do this. Yeah. And also, it's not healthy for me to let you do that with an adult that's outside your family. Yeah. Because although yeah. I don't have bad intention, yeah. you might do that with someone else and they yeah, do have yeah, bad intention. Yeah, yeah. So if you're a responsible adult, you shouldn't allow kids that aren't your kids to engage with you that way. And you And if you're a parent and you see your kids engage with adults like that, yeah. You need to make it clear to your kid yeah. from yeah. a young age, that's not right. That's cool, mum and dad. If you want to behave like that with us, you want to jump up, jump on your uncle's lap, cool. Yeah. While we're here, fine. Mm. But nah, if mum and dad aren't there, you don't go jumping on strangers, even if you think you know them, your school teachers. Like, I, I work at a school where all, it's, a, it's like a primary school all the teachers are women and the kids all go up and give the teachers hugs and kisses on the cheek. Mm. And I look at it and go, it's not right. Mm. And the, the teachers don't see anything wrong with it. Yeah. The teachers have all got kids of their own and they treat these kids like their own kids. And I understand, I don't, I don't think like they have any bad intention, but again, you're not setting these kids up the right way to, to look out for their own interests. Yeah, yeah, in the wider world. In the wider world. Yeah. Yeah. And as as a society, we should really be judging the parents ultimately as well because you can't blame oh, kids for definitely. being victims. Hundred percent, you can't do that. But you can blame the parents for letting they like. You're just as guilty, in my opinion. If you have, not even if you have the suspicion, if you have the stupidity that allows you to to let your child be alone, in a in the guy's hotel room like there's only a bed in a hotel room this there's is, nothing else and this is this is my other thing i think you've kind of nailed it on the head there as well this is my other thing with 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 michael jackson you know when people oh you know i think ti said something like a, a guy should be able to like kids and not have any sexual 
thing. They should. In an ideal world. But that's not the world we live in. Mm. And it kind of goes back to what you say. So even Michael Jackson as a responsible adult should have been saying the same things you're saying. Like, yo, kid, for your own well-being, so you don't think this is okay behaviour, um, you shouldn't be this familiar with an adult because there are adults that are untowards out there. So it's it's that kind of thing he wasn't. He was he was doing things that are not at all suitable. Like you don't say you don't you you don't normalize it for a for a child to just go and sleep with any random adult. And essentially whether he done anything or not, that's what he was doing to those kids. Do you see what I mean? But by by after the like a, a day or something saying oh I want to take this kid away um or sorry this kid should be allowed to stay in stay in um in the room with me or stay with me or whatever I, I remember one I think it was Safe Chuck's mum was saying the first time she said no um why would you even be asking that you know I think going back though to what you were saying about Michael Jackson you know um what he went through as a kid with yeah. his older brothers my thing with Michael Jackson is I don't think I don't think he ever experienced normal. Mm. So he never had so his his measure his 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 um his levels of normality like where 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 we are talking about this kind of stuff he never what was his level of normal was so bizarre. Like he never went through he never had the opportunity to learn certain things to see the world in a certain way. It was always through a, a controlled lens. Do you see mm. what I mean? So that's, that's, and that's not to give him an excuse at all. Yeah. And that's not even what I'm trying to say. I'm just trying to like, because for me, at the very, at the very least, he was bizarre. He was weird. Yeah. Um. Just the amount of surgeries that he had. Yeah. For a start. But there was nothing to, and do you know what else I'll touch? I'll tell you something I noticed, right? Go back and watch the, go back and watch the video. He's on the, he's got that, there's that part where he's interviewing, where Safe Chuck stopped and he said, no one was ever allowed to interview Michael Jackson, but I was interviewing Michael Jackson and it was recording, they were playing it back. Mm. Michael Jackson's voice in that is a little bit deeper and more kind of casual and just normal. Yeah. And and this was, I didn't know, this to me, it was like, I might be overthinking things, but I was like, every other time I saw him in an interview, he was more like this and like, oh. and I was like, was that even a manipulation of how he was allowing himself to, to be perceived him. to the world? So do you know there was a there was this thing that that went around that said uh, I think MJ's doctor the one that killed mm. him <laughs> <laughs> said, said that he was a castrata so that he had been castrated as a kid by his his parents had organised it obviously for, for sure. him to be castrated so that he didn't go through puberty yeah, yeah yeah through puberty yeah so his voice wouldn't change yeah so um. So that was one of the like, people who were trying to defend him were saying, well, his doctor said he'd been castrated, therefore yeah. he's got no sex drive. Yeah. So why would he want to do anything with his kids? Yeah. Okay. There are video clips, loads of video clips, different ones, of him speaking in different situations. Yeah. And his voice tone does change. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. There's, there's been, especially when uh, there's like sound checks and stuff that he's mm. doing for on concerts where he'll be like, okay, guys, if you're going to just go over to that side and do that, and then two minutes later he'll be like, Okay, guys, if you want to just go over to that side, yeah, and it's, yeah, yeah. he hasn't still doesn't have a deep voice. Yeah, no, yeah, but it's it is deep, slightly deeper. Bit, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, I don't, I don't know whether or not that was put on, but when you're gonna say, okay, he was castrated as a kid, yeah, 
Well, the the voice thing doesn't really stack up for a start because yeah. he he did have a slightly deeper voice. His voice did also change from him being a kid to him being an yeah, adult. Yeah, yeah. So there, there's that as well. And also, if he was castrated, how do you have kids? Um, He's got what four yeah, kids? I can't remember. Um, the one, two, fair enough. What is it? Who was it? You come out, Paris Jackson? Yeah. She, what she come out and said? I thought that was like it's not my place to defend it. Yeah, but it just when I when it's I read the whole well, thing. Then. And she's like, you know, my, my cousin, is it Taj Jackson, has yeah. been coming out and he's been doing his press one and that's good. And it, she just seemed like... Like she's got a head screw. Yeah, on. yeah. Blanket, not like so much. A... Oh, okay. Blanket, not so much. But yeah, then, just, that's, that's you the did best call term, your kid yes. Blanket. For that on its own. <laughs> yeah. Come on now, someone needs... Listen, Michael, right? I know you're the king of pop. <laughs> I know you've got billions of pounds, whatever, right? You're worth fortune. Okay, I get you, I get you, I get you. Blanket is not a name for a child. Was was you that setting the that first, kid up to fail? Was that the first name, like the celebrity crazy name? It must be. Well, actually, no. Cause his his son is called Prince. He's got another son called Prince. He's got Prince Paris, blanket. I think he's got another kid as well. And the thing oh. is, they don't even sound that bizarre by today's standards. No, of course not. Prince and Paris is like standards. Yeah. North truth. Yeah. Right. It's weird. Weird names. But is a blanket's the oldest. No, Blanket's the youngest, I think. He's Blanket, oh, okay. Blanket's the one that got held out the window oh. with a blanket over his head. Where was that again? I think it was in Germany or somewhere. Because I think, yeah, yeah, it somewhere was. Because um, I was in Berlin. I sound like someone... an MJ superfan right now. <laughs> I was in Berlin and we, we, were, we were somewhere and that got pointed out. There was like, oh, and that's the window that Michael Jackson hacked the baby out of. Oh my <laughs> like God. But you know what? And that's the thing. And I, I've, I say, whenever people like say, oh, Michael Jackson this, Michael Jackson that, I say, what you need to understand is this there is no one who has ever been or will ever be as famous as Michael Jackson Jesus right. There's, no you can go to you can go to many different parts of the world mm. and show them a depiction of Jesus yeah. even on the cross yeah, yeah. and they'll go no I did yeah, my friend yeah. well probably not in that accent <laughs> <laughs> but yeah they, they won't have a clue but you show, but you play them a Michael Jackson song, or show them a picture of Michael Jackson. Apparently, the only thing more famous than Michael Jackson, in, the only Ola. thing is the the McDonald's logo. Oh, McDonald's logo. Okay. The the uh, Michael Jackson is the most famous person to have ever, and even when you look at like the closest thing we've had in modern times to MJ is Bieber. Like Bieber would have fifty to a hundred girls outside hotels waiting for him. Shouting and screaming when he comes out. Even if you go pre-Michael Jackson, you've got Elvis and the Beatles, who would have up to, again, 50, 100 young girls outside screaming for him, whatever. I'm trying to think. MJ had men and women crowding him. If you see, um, I think it was the Dangerous Tour, Mm. there were people being like crowd-surfed. But they were unconscious. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Carried I've seen those out videos. of concert. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because they were getting crushed. Yeah. Because they they were trying to push so close, or they're getting so hot, whatever. And people just like they'd touch Michael. Michael would reach out and touch him, and they'd start crying. Yeah, yeah. He was that. F- we have no like in today's terms, yeah. kids that are born now or or born in the last 10, 15 years, they will never see someone that famous because being famous is a lot easier now. Especially you got YouTube stuff like that. People get famous yeah, in their yeah, own bubbles yeah like you could say logan paul yeah 
and most people would know who Logan Paul is. Yeah, yeah. You could say KSI, and people that is it KSI the KSI, gamer guy. Yeah, yeah. If you if you're into gaming, yeah. you might know who he is. Yeah. But if you say like for example, if I said Jeff Nippard or Jeff said, you'd be like, who the hell are they? I don't know who they are. They're they're like YouTube bodybuilder celebrities. Okay. If it's in your bubble, yeah, yeah, yeah. they're like quite like if and you saw that person, you might oh that's Jeff Nippard, oh that's sick. But outside of that, you wouldn't know. Yeah. Everyone knew who MJ was. Yeah, Everyone. Yeah. yeah, that's that's a good point. Actually, I didn't think about that. How famous he was without social media. He could have pissed on the Pope, bro. No one would have said nothing to him. Yeah. No one would have said nothing. He could have R. Kelly'd the Pope, <laughs> right? No one would have said a damn thing. Yeah. They said, you know what? He's doing good for us. And I'll give you a little uh, uh, MJ little factoid as well. Yeah. Obviously, he grew up a Jehovah's Witness. Oh yeah, I've heard it. Yeah. The Jehovah's Witnesses banned. Uh, their people their elders ban them from wearing a glove one from wearing one glove so if you're Jehovah's, Jehovah's Witness if you're wearing gloves you have to wear two you can't wear one as a result of Michael Jackson because what? because he denounced Jehovah's oh. Witnesses and obviously he was famous for walking around with that one shiny glove on so their elders got together and said we need to stop the kids from acting like Michael because he's an abomination to the religion so it's been decreed if you want to wear gloves you have to wear two which means you can't play golf. Because when you play golf, you only wear one glove. Oh, I don't know. <laughs> Maybe there's an exception. Yeah. But yeah, it's mad. It's mad. But you know what? I think, um, obviously, we'll go into it a little bit more depth yeah, when, yeah. when more stuff comes out. Um, but yeah, there was there was one other thing. Yeah, I know we're getting on a little bit now. It's been an hour and a half. But I did talk about it on, uh, on our story the other day. Yeah. And I wanted to bring it up now. And I'm going to give a shout out to... I don't know, maybe you know who this guy is. Uh, his Instagram handle is underscore white, underscore choc, underscore yeah, o, yeah. underscore late, white chocolate. Yeah. You know this person? Yeah, yeah. Shout out, David. Shout out, David. So, I put on our Instagram a little thing about, it was just Red Nose Day on Friday. Yeah. And I believe Red Nose Day is number one bullshit. Okay. Why? It's been going on like 20 years. I did see you post this. Is, yeah, Denny's like so on it with social media. He doesn't even look at our own posts. No, nah, I did see you. I, I saw you post this. I did. I did. You actually yeah. read it, yeah? So, yeah, yeah, or yeah. you saw it. So basically, I posted something off. I can't remember what I posted. For any of you guys who, who who don't follow Instagram, number one, follow it because I've I've put a little competition up there. I'll explain. I will have already explained in the intro, so you're all good. Um, but yeah, make sure you follow. So his response was to the whole thing about. Uh, Red Nose Day has been going on so long. They've raised so many millions and yet Africa's not been affected really by it at all. There are obviously exceptions in small communities and stuff where they've seen benefit, but generally speaking, it's not really had much impact. So his response was, look at the wages paid to the managers and CEOs of all the leading charity groups. They are all mostly money-making businesses first and charities second. Hence why not all the people, all the donations get to the people who need it. Which is very true. Like if you you can actually look up on the government website and stuff um, for charities, and you can see how much people get paid. And I think it was like the the one thing I saw was like the marketing director for the NSPCC yeah. was on like ninety grand a year. Yeah. And I was like, if you if you're going to work for a charity, yeah. don't get me wrong. I know I know the counter argument is. If you want people to raise funds and raise as much funds as possible, there's a couple of you need to, you need to get like the yeah. best qualified people. Yeah. The best qualified people want the best jobs. Yeah, I get that, but ultimately, your sentiment if you're going to work for a charity mm. should be that you want to make the world a better place first. 
and whilst you want to pay your bills and I think you should be remunerated for it yeah in some way I think there's a line so just like just like the same way before before you yeah, go yeah. I don't think MP should be getting paid as much either I think they should get paid more personally fuck that I think they shouldn't get paid I think if you want to go into politics mm. you shouldn't be allowed to benefit from it directly or indirectly your your sole purpose for it should be to make society better and that's it this is this is this is what I think go on I totally agree with what you're saying good because I'm right <laughs> <laughs> this is what I think though go on so there's a couple of things firstly this is quite a simple argument there are people out there who get paid loads of money yeah so why not be the person who's doing it for a charity rather than the person who's doing it to, to drill oil hold on as in if we're going to complain about people earning a lot of money why are we complaining about people who are earning a lot of money while doing good I'll compared to I'll tell you why people I, I, t- I, t- I get what you're saying with regards to sentiment why yeah, you should go into it the money from the oil comes from the oil yeah the, the money from the charity comes from people wanting to give money directly yeah. to starving kids how how and this is the thing how it should be how it should be um I guess calculated as if that person can bring in six pounds for every one pound they're paid, then they're worth their money. Everyone who goes into a charity isn't necessarily like I could go into a job and, and just think, you know what? I want to do, I want something that's meaningful. Oh, there's this charity position. Let me, let me go, let me go um, and work for them. Um, but obviously I want to get paid well. Yeah. And as you said, if charities want to get... Because a lot of people who work in charities aren't doing it because they like charities. Some people have a career working for charities. Do you see what I mean? That's the sector they work in. Yeah. Some people who work in the public sector, in the third sector, the charitable sector. Um, so it's like they could have worked for guide dogs. Yeah? They, they understand how to generate money, fundraising. They might go and work for NSPCC. Then they might go and work for the Cancer Trust. They don't particularly have an affinity or care for one more than the other, but they're good at creating awareness, doing the campaigns, doing the... the... Yeah. So... So if they're going to work for a bigger organisation and, and do they more keep work, working they their way up and money. they need to be paid accordingly. Mm-hmm. Now, while I, I do totally get what you're saying, and I think it's, it's, it's a PR thing that charities didn't act on. It became public knowledge through tabloids um looking for news things basically because they they know this stuff but yeah. it was it was a good selling point for for it was a good it was made good headlines and charities acted reactively they didn't get the opportunity to put this out there they they weren't publishing how much i think there was some people earning like top people in the charities earning like hundreds of thousands of pounds yeah yeah there's loads I of charities like where they get paid. yeah yeah loads the highest one i saw now when you see that as an average joe you're like, what the Because hell? that's not your perception of charity. Yeah. So rightfully so, but charities are often... Yeah, but... my my biggest issue really is when you look, and and I'll, I'll give you one, right? So mm. if you watch, uh, funnily enough, if you watch Islamic Channel, yeah, they do a lot of, uh, they do a lot of uh, fundraising for different charitable organisations. Yeah. And you can just go onto the government website, search the name of the charity, mm. and it'll come up. And it will come up that this charity raised twenty million pounds last year, and that of that twenty million pounds, 
18 million was running costs. So they really only generated two million pounds for charity. Yeah. The fact that our government allows that to happen is a big, big problem. I don't necessarily blame charities for it. Isn't that? But if you're if you're a charity, yeah, your your priority should be giving money away. Yeah. And if yeah. you can only give away like ten percent of what you've made, yeah, that's not right. Yeah. You're 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 a, saw... you're a dysfunctional charitable organization. You don't work, so okay, that should yeah. be shut down. Yeah. Yeah. It should be there should be a, a threshold, and it should be like the easiest way to do it is. Look at all charities that have been running for the last 10 years yeah. and go, who's doing it the best? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Who's got the minimum overheads, maximum income and go, right, let's say let's say they manage to, 90% of their funds is what they give away. Yeah. Okay, you can't expect the whole market to be as good as the leader. Yeah. So let's, let's try and compromise. Let's say, okay, 75% of what you earn, you need to give away, not 90%. That's 15% leeway. It does depend from charity to charity what they do, but I get what you're of saying. Course. Yeah. But if you can't operate within that to give away at least three quarters of what you're you're getting in, yeah. you're just mugging people off. Yeah, I think I think I think I think a lot of the big charities you can like there's loads of arguments, mm. you know, for the for things they're doing. Even going back to what you're saying in Africa, and I know again, this is stuff that's happening within charities. And people are really like people are saying, if you've been doing this for twenty years, why aren't you? What? How? Why? Why? Why is, why is it not any better? Yeah, and the fact of the matter is, it is better. If you look at the statistics for Africa, they're yeah. vastly improved, and it's a big. And this again, this is charities being re- reactive. So yeah. one of the things charities are starting to do now, and it's filtering through, is to show success stories, okay. rather than show now the the. Again, they're being reactive. The amount of money, the amount of people who have stopped giving to, to these big charities, there's yep. damage already been done. All right. I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to interject. Okay. You've been to Africa much? No. I have. Okay. Mm. <laughs> Charity is the worst thing. What, on your white saviour missions, huh? Yeah, bro. Yeah, bro. I was picking up little black babies, taking selfies for on Instagram, going hashtag save the world. Yeah? No, nah, man. You, yeah, go on. I'm on Zungu, bro. I'm on Zungu. What does that mean? Mzungu Swahili for uh, for a white man, like foreigner. Mzungu. Um, so, uh, first of all, mm. something that I say, like I've I've been I've been to poor places, like in, yeah. in different continents, right? Mm. And I will say this: different area that codes. the happiest people I've ever met yeah. are also the poorest people I've ever yeah. met. Yeah, yeah. That's number one. Yeah. We associate. Uh, we associate happiness with gadgets. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, oh, they've got the latest iPhone. They must, they must be happy. Yeah, it's bullshit. Yeah. Um. So, so that's one. Like, we we're, we're too quick to judge and say, oh, these people they're living without this, this, and this. Yeah, yeah. You know. Okay. Two. If you're, let's say, you live in Africa. Yeah. Right. You've lived in Africa your whole life. Mm. You want to make make your life better for yourself. Mm. You've got a passion for something. You want to turn it into a trade, mm. like turn your, your passion into a skill, turn your skill into a trade, trade into a business. You go, all right, let's say uh, let's say it's shoes. Let's say you you learn how to, you're a great shoesmith. Yeah. You get all your materials together. You start making these, these badass shoes. People start buying them. Then Oxfam comes in. They roll up with a big old lorry. And out of the lorry, people are throwing out all these bags of clothes, yeah, yeah. Shoes. All your customers are going, why am I going to come to you and buy shoes? I've got free shoes just over there. 
Oxfam yeah, just giving yeah, their yeah. shit away. Yeah. You sell clothes, Oxfam just giving that away. Mm-hmm. You, you can't. You can't grow an industry without customers. You don't have customers if you're giving them stuff for free. Right. One of the things they did with Haiti that was an issue as well. Like the, the, there's a big thing. Most most Haitians hate the Clintons, and people that don't understand what happened in Haiti, they're like you ungrateful bastards. They they millions, tens, hundreds of millions of pounds dollars went over to Haiti. Haiti's a dump. It is. It was made worse and worse and worse because because the the misappropriation of charity money and the the way they mismanaged it. Yeah, yeah. So my thing is, if you really want to help Africa, don't give money to charities. Buy from African businesses. Mm-hmm. That's it. Help. Yeah, yeah. Encourage Africans to innovate because one of the things you got as well is one of the reasons why there's still a massive number of deaths. For stuff like malaria and whatnot, is that Africans don't trust white people or Europeans or Americans. Wow. There's a lot of mistrust, and one thing like I've I even tried to uh, to set up a business uh, in Kenya a few years back with a, a friend of mine who was living out there, but there needed to be like a third party. Right. And the problem was even my friend who lives out there said, "Look, I'll be honest with you." we're not going to be able to do this because we can't really get someone that we can trust enough. And his explanation of it was, was this. Most Africans are worried that you're going to try and fuck them over at some point or another. So if they can steal 10,000 off you now, even if it means they're going to miss out on earning a million later on, they'll take that because they don't trust that they're going to actually earn that million later well, on. Yeah. And they're, they're worried that you're going to rip them off. So that's one of their their things is there's there's no trust the the next issue you got with charities in africa is corruption yeah because the government's there not all of them but a lot of them mm. are so corrupt the charities generally have to bribe a lot of the officials yeah i know that yeah before yeah. they can even do anything yeah. Yeah. so again don't give your money to the charity spend it in africa right even if it's do you know what and and the biggest one that i got Go to Africa. Mm. Like, how many countries you been to, Dan? Off the top of your head. I don't know. I couldn't, couldn't tell you. Loads, right? More than a dozen. Mm, yeah. More than so, a dozen. Yeah. But um, not one of them is on in the continent of Africa. No. No. And yet it's the most beautiful place on earth. There's like 57 different countries in Africa, right? Yeah. You can go to 15 of them mm. easily without having to worry about safety. Yeah, yeah. Easily. Yeah. yeah. I do plan to go to Ghana in the next few years. You need to go, man. Yeah, I'm I'm telling uh, shout out way. shout out to Lamin because yeah. I might be I might be heading over there next year. Okay. I I want to go. Where? Uh Lamin's uh, Nigeria. Uh, yeah, yeah. I want to go to I want to go to Ghana. And and here's the thing, I will uh, say it, right? I want to I know no the, there are dangerous places. Yeah. Okay. For example, like I in in Nigeria you've got area boys. So area boys they're like a these little checkpoints of gangs on the road right. and you'll stop they'll stop you and you basically need to bribe them to get past that's just the way it is out there just like how if you're walking down a busy high street at night and you see people piling out of a pub you might need to be worried that one of them might take a swing at you just because they're pissed just like if you're a woman going for a walk in a park and you see a guy walking near you 
you'd probably get a little bit defensively minded. There are there are risks anywhere in life. But if you go to Africa, you'll see beautiful scenery, you'll meet amazing people, you'll have lovely food. Yeah. Just get your damn jabs, make sure you get inoculated or um, your vaccines or whatever. Even if you're one of them stupid anti-vaxxers, still get it done because I tell you this, it's better to have a few weird nightmares than it is to get malaria. One of the side effects from the malaria vaccines is you have twisted um, dreams. They're not even nightmares. You just get like really twisted, vivid dreams. Okay. It's weird. But yeah, so uh, Red Nose Day can eat a bowl of dicks, basically. Red Nose Day? Yeah, which is how I started. This was Red Nose yeah. Day is all a big con. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's a bit late for you. And then you're like, what? Are we I, still I, talking? I ain't done Red Nose Day, to tell the truth. I ain't, I ain't. All the, you know, with the TV-based ones? Yeah. Since I could pause, fast forward and stuff my TV, like yeah. I, I don't think I've, I've really watched them, since, especially since TV On Demand. Yeah. You, you know, um, the, um, the last guy who was like, the, was it Terry Wogan that used to do uh, Red Nose Day back in the day? He'd done it for years. Terry Wogan, that's yeah. right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was getting paid a million pounds a time from the BBC. Oh, wow. See, now things like that. And I'm like, there you go. Like, that's one day out of his out of his year. That yeah. He should have done that voluntarily. Yeah, of course. That's the kind of thing that I think is um, is is out of order. Instead, he's sitting up in his ivory tower. Yeah. Weren't he local Shh. to him? Maidenhead for a while or whatever. Yeah, I, yeah. Think, uh, I think he lived down like near Jarrah's Cross, Beaconsfield area. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, he's, he's sitting up in his nice seven bedroom house feet on his coffee table yeah laughing away at the adverts for oxfam and the starving kids in africa okay? yeah yeah i got paid a million pound for these lot. yeah it's not right it's not i mean right. but i don't want to sound like a like like i'm bitching about everything but about this i will bitch a little bit yeah. because there are people out there that want to do something yeah, yeah. to help yeah. um and and do you know it's and i see like i see people almost on a daily basis mm. that give up their time and energy to help people. Yeah. Like, um, one of my students, uh, goes off on the weekends and teaches English to immigrants. Who like, okay. or not, I don't even think the word immigrants is correct. I think maybe I'm not entirely sure. Uh, but obviously they're like, you know, migrants or whatever have come over. They're struggling with English and she gives up her time teaching them English. Okay. That's good. Noble cause. Yeah. Helps people out. Yeah. Yeah. Doesn't get paid for it. Doesn't expect to get paid for it. Yeah. Doing something to help. Yeah. And there's there's no reason why, as an individual, even if you can't give up your time, give up your money, go on damn holiday somewhere beautiful, go to Mombasa. Yeah. Mombasa's live. I've heard. <sighs> Do you know where I want to go? Go Zanzibar. Do you know where I want to go? Go on. You know the game Halo. Yeah. It's set like hundreds of years in the future. Okay. The financial. Um, uh, capital of the world is New Mombasa. Okay, and it's like it it happens though, doesn't it? Like the 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 superpowers of the world shift. Yeah, and in that, like the the superpower is in Africa, the continent of Africa. Yeah. so that's where the aliens came and sort of invaded yeah. and so. Do you yeah. know what? I remember uh, I flew into little town town kind of little little city little town mm. called Arusha, which is in Tanzania flew into Kenya and then I had to get on one of those like propeller planes oh yeah and I was sat on the plane and there were, the guy came on he's like Jambo Buana uh, very sorry we're having some delay we'll get in here very soon 
no problem. And then uh, I look out the window and he's trying to kickstart the oh, prop shit. on his own because yeah, the starter yeah. on the prop's gone. Yeah. So you imagine you're, you're sitting there. Normally, you're, you're used to the luxury of having a jet engine. Yeah, yeah. This guy is holding onto the propeller, jumping up and down, trying to pull it to get it going. Right. Eventually, shit. it kicks in and then he gets back <laughs> on the... And he's the cabin crew guy. Yeah? He gets, he oh, comes up, he's like, we're ready to go. And I was like, oh, shit. And then, uh, and you see him like he's wearing a creased up short sleeve shirt, no tie, nothing. And you know, that's just how it yeah. is. And you're like, all right, that's cool. And, and the plane's obviously jittering about a bit. And then you fly in through, there's uh, Kilimanjaro's there and there's another mountain. That's, yeah. that's not too, you kind of fly in, in between the mountains. Oh, it's so beautiful, man. And I remember like when I, when I made that trip, I was like, do you know what? No matter, no matter what happens to me in my life, I'm retiring in Africa. That is okay. it. Okay. And that's going to be my way of, of trying to help Africa. Yeah. I will try and do something business-wise out of Africa as well in between that. Mm. Um, I'm always talking to people that are from or have connections to Africa. I'm like, right, let's try and do something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but even if not, man, I'm going to retire there. Okay. But yeah. Anyway, Red Nose Day is done. Yeah, Red Nose Day. Is there anything you wanted to, to go through? Um... Nah, 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 nah. We'll let you. We'll, we'll let you we'll, people crack on. Yeah, day then, because we we've had will. nearly two hours of your time. Yeah. So if, have you got that. your? Uh, you got your tracks. Your I've track got my. Your... I've got my. Um, I've got my uh, film. Okay. So my film is going to be, um, the Big Lebowski. Okay. Decent. Yeah, that was the late nineties. Have you seen that? Yeah, with yeah. the dude. I haven't seen it in a long time. Yeah, so I yeah, might yeah. To, I might have to catch back up on that. I one. did like that. Um, and my old school track is actually from a film. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, it's Colorblind from the film uh, Cruel Intentions. Oh yeah, I remember. That. Ryan Philippe. Everyone remembers Sarah, that film, don't you? Sarah, Sarah, what? Sarah, Sarah Michelle Gellar. Gellar. Buffy yeah. the Vampire Slayer. Buffy the Vampire Slayer. That's her it. Little, her little, her little. And Counting Crows. The song was uh, sorry. The song was called Colorblind by Counting Crows. Okay. So, I'm pretty sure you'll know it if you hear it. It's a bit of a slow one. It's like one really, really for like a film, proper film soundtrack. Um. Yeah. Fair so. Enough. Oh. That's a bit of a technical hitch there. That weren't supposed to happen. No. This one. I recognise it. Yeah. Straight away, like, you hear the piano. Yeah, mm. yeah, it's quite... Yeah, people, so. you can catch it. You can catch it on our Spotify playlist. Yes, you can. You which can. will be updated very um, Spotify playlist. Do you know what? My throwback... Movie. Yeah, oh, easy Google. Uh, my throwback. God damn! What is going on? What the hell? Shut the hell up! Sorry, people. I don't know what <laughs> what that's about. Google just tried messing me up. Um, yeah, throwback movie. Uh, someone mentioned to me the other day. They're like, "Oh, have you ever seen The Matrix?" And I was like, I'm a martial arts instructor. Are you mad? Were you asking me if I was in the Matrix for? So I, I thought, do you know, what? I need to watch that film again just to just to remind myself of the greatness. Sick song, yeah. And, sorry, sick film. And you know, as I was watching it, I knew the words for the whole damn really? film. I was like, I've seen this film too many times. I, what is it? I know kung fu. 
Yeah, even just the beginning bit where um, they roll up and he's like, a, he goes, uh, Shannon. And he goes, oh, God damn. If you're going to give me that jurist, my diction crap, you can yeah, cram yeah, it up yeah, your ass. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh, so yeah, so I, I, like, I knew it was, it was a sick film. And the, the good thing about that film, which the discussion I was having was that it's, depending on where your mindset is, it relates to you. So okay. if you're very political, mm. you can relate it to that movie. Yeah. If you love martial arts, you can relate it to that movie. Yeah. If you're very religious, you can relate it to that movie. There's a lot of religious references. Obviously, like the savior being reincarnated. Yeah. Even Morpheus in the second film says, uh, I once dreamed a dream and now that dream has gone from me. Okay. That's a, that's a biblical term as well. Okay. I'm pretty sure it's a biblical term. So yeah, there's, there's, lots, of, uh, there's lots of crossover. Okay. And it's weird as well because except for cer- there's certain aspects of it like the old phones, the phone box, yeah, stuff, and the fashion. Obviously, the fashion mm. was really out of place back in the days as well. To be fair, but most of it is still kind of holds up. It's decent. Yeah. Uh, and my throwback song, I've been banging so many old tune, old school songs this week, don't. First, I even though it's not going to be my song, I want to ask: Do you remember Obi Trice? Will no no gimmicks. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> right. His first album, Cheers, back yeah. in the day. There was so after we're done, I'll play you a couple, right? Oh. There's so many. So if you if you don't know about Obi Trice Cheers and you're into hip hop, check it out. But my throwback song for today is gonna be Chingy, One Call Away. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. For me, that was that was one of those summertime bangers that I was just like, Yeah, I love it. Do you wanna know what um what I've realised I can do. Go on. Add the songs to the playlist while we sit here. Yeah. I was, <laughs> do you know what? When we finished, I was going to go, then just, just add them now. Yeah, they're done. Just add they're them done. now. I don't know why I've never Did you just add Chingy as well? Both of them. Mine right. and yours. There you go. Do you, care, see, see, do, do you see the level of efficiencies we're reaching here, people? Mate, we, I was I was actually like, listen, Dan, I've got my checklist. I need to go for it. But yeah, no, it's all good. It's all good. All right. So that's our, that's our picks for this week. Uh, we're we're going to do little shout outs on uh, Instagram and stuff for topics that we'll be discussing in the next yeah, episode. Yeah. So feel free to uh, to add some comments and we'll give you a shout out just as we did for Mr. White Chocolate. Yeah. Shout yeah. out, David. So I'm um, Lewis. I'm Denny. And we out. We out. Peace.